Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live here to start off a new week on Football Full Circle. It is FFC all across the Sports Grid Radio Network. He's the mastermind of the pigskin. That is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Joe, the second half of the NFL season in 2023 now underway. Week number 10 kicked it off yesterday. A jam-packed and historic Sunday slate. We will look back on the second Saturday in November as well in college football. A significant Saturday with huge ramifications for those conference title and national championship and Heisman Trophy races. Joe, let's start, though, in the NFL. Like I said, a historic Sunday. There were five games yesterday out of the 13 that we saw. So five games, actually, out of the 12 that we saw specifically on Sunday that were decided, Joe, by a single score, the game-winning score, as time expired. It was the first time in NFL history we had seen five games had their game-winning score come as time expired. The most in a single Sunday, Joe, in the history of the NFL. A wild and historic Sunday it was. It really was, and it was an opportunity, Ben, to separate the contenders from the pretenders, right, in yeah. regards to which teams have it to potentially make a, a playoff run and, more importantly, a Super Bowl run in the second half of the season. And, you know, you look at San Francisco that came out of the bye week. They dominated. We saw yeah. Cleveland, you know, really showcase what they're all about in terms of challenging Baltimore. And then the 4 o'clock window, all Dan Campbell and the Lions do is win, baby. Same old Chargers and how about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals picking up their second win and basically killing all of my tickets at the start of uh, preseason it's amazing great yeah. weekend of NFL action and it's only going to continue with a big ball game tonight Joe, the Cardinals in Kyler's return, one of the five games that saw their game-winning score happen as time expired, as the clock hit triple zeros. And you're right, a big Monday night football game in Buffalo between the Bills and the Broncos coming our way to end out week number 10. Let's bring in our Sirius XM audience here, channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. This is Football Full Circle. That's Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Joe, one of the games that was not decided on the final couple of seconds with that game-winning score was one of the marquee matchups entering this weekend. The San Francisco 49ers, losers of three straight entering their bye, fresh off the bye against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who also were fresh off the bye, but entered in a very different direction. Winners of five in a row, the hottest team around the NFL. Those two facing off yesterday, Joe, in Duval County, and it was the San Francisco 49ers team that we saw, Joe, the first month-plus of this NFL season. Dominant once again Again, 34-3, the victory for the Niners on the road in Jacksonville, snapping that five-game skid for the Jags, ending their own three-game losing streak as well. 34-3, Joe, the victory. San Francisco covering as a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Yeah, completely dominant effort offensively and defensively. And Brock Purdy answered the bell yet again. 296 yards through the air, three touchdowns. McCaffrey in the rushing attack, well over four yards per carry and 144 yards on the ground. But the defense too, Ben, they shut down a very physical rushing attack of yeah. Jacksonville, 58, 59 yards on the ground and made them completely one-dimensional. All-around effort. That If you're back in San Francisco 
and said, well, you know, should they have been the second best team? Like I was saying in terms of Philadelphia, they yeah. obviously answered the bell in terms of that with a dominant effort. They did it in the trenches, and that's why potentially they're going to win an NFC West title and challenge the Philadelphia Eagles in getting back to the NFC championship game. Yeah, Joe, it's a great point. That was a huge victory for that San Francisco 49ers team, Joe, persevering despite the struggles entering the bye week and how they were able to play on Sunday in Duval County. Joe, for San Francisco, all six wins this year for the 49ers, 30 or more points. They have covered in five of those six victories. George Kittle, 116 yards and a touchdown. Brock Purdy, like you said, nearly 300 yards. Debo Samuel found the end zone on the ground. Trent Williams was back. Christian McCaffrey did not find Pater, ending his 17-game streak, Joe, of scoring at least one touchdown, tying an NFL record. He does not set his own individual mark in NFL history, but they tried late in that football game as they tried to get McCaffrey into the end zone. San Francisco now, Joe, the second-best price to win the Super Bowl, only 20 cents behind Kansas City. The Chiefs, the favorites, KC on the bottom this weekend plus 480 San Francisco 5 to 1 Philadelphia Joe also on the buy the birds still the best record around the National Football League but San Francisco a better price to win Super Bowl 58 than that of Philadelphia the Eagles though Joe still the favorites by 20 cents in the NFC title market yeah, I still think, listen, I put the Eagles a little bit further out uh, than San Francisco. I, again, I still think they're the most complete team offensively and defensively because of the offense and defensive line play, but we could break that down. When you look at San Francisco, though, again, to come out of the bye week, to just understand what they had to do, and they did not lose their identity coming out, right? They ran the football effectively. Brock Purdy was efficient. Kittle got involved in the offense in terms of leading all the receivers in terms of that matchup over 100 yards. They utilized every single weapon from an offensive perspective, and that's what you want to see for them in terms of big picture. When they're on, they're on. The, the, the question becomes, when they do play that down game, they're completely out of sync, and all of a sudden, they lose their identity. So when you back San Francisco in terms of that and look at it big picture, it's like, okay, what are you going to get depending upon the matchup. Yeah. I still think, though, definitely great effort. That was a team in Jacksonville that have won five straight. But right here, right now, it's a, it's a win that they had to have. And definitely yeah. they are their second-best team. But if I had a bet right now, if all my money would be on the Eagles to potentially hoist the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Yeah, Joe, me as well. I think it's an interesting distinction. The Eagles are the favorites to win the NFC, yet the San Francisco 49ers have a better price to win Super Bowl 58, a better outlook for San Francisco if they can get past Philadelphia. And listen, the Eagles, once they return from their bye this upcoming week on a Monday in Kansas City, they go through a gauntlet in their schedule over the next month that actually started prior to the bye. But Philly has that two-game advantage right now, Joe, at 8-1 to one over San Francisco for what might be that home field playoff advantage. I completely agree. Jacksonville, by the way, still 6-3, and three, still tops in the AFC South, but Joe now hot on their heels. A team we did not expect, the Houston Texans. What a statement yesterday from D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud on the road in Cincinnati, blowing a 10-point lead late in the fourth quarter, only to find a game-winning drive as well. Matt Amendola, the kicker who they signed off the streets, Joe, because Kaimi Fairbairn got injured the week before hits a 36-yard game-winning field goal for the Texans, Joe. They go into Cincy, pull off the outright upset as a five-and-a-half-point dog, 30-27 to the final. I said it in the pregame for Pro Football today. D'Amico yeah. Ryans needs to be mentioned for Coach of the Year. Unbelievable no effort. 356 through the air for Stroud. Battle-tested adversity. They All they do is step up, baby, and they make plays. Great effort in Cincinnati over Joey Silk. We'll talk about the Texans as a team and then the individual markets on Stroud and that rookie headman as well, D'Amico Ryans, on the other side of the break, live right here on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Live right here on FFC. In the surprise, Joe, to start the second half of the NFL season yesterday on a Sunday slate, week number 10, Houston going into Cincinnati and winning outright 30-27 to over the Bengals, snapping a four-game win streak for Cincinnati, Joe, and the Texans were an even 500 entering last weekend. They were a team that had played so well, and C.J. Stroud, the story, already pretty much handed the Offensive Rookie of the Year award with his sensational play in the opening half of the season for Houston. But, Joe, we thought maybe a step up in competition for C.J. Stroud and Houston entering Sunday against Joe Burrow as that Bengals team was getting healthier and playing their best football of the year for the Texans to win outright on the road, Joe. A true true testament of what D'Amico Ryans has done for this organization in only nine games and what C.J. Stroud has meant in his rookie year as well. Yeah, again, I said, you know, over the ability to overcome adversity because we saw this now in back-to-back weeks where they trailed in the fourth quarter or were in a tie ball game and C.J. Stroud maintained his composure and led his team on a game-winning drive. And they did it two weeks ago against Tampa Bay and they did it again in a very difficult road environment against a team that was trending in the Cincinnati Bengals, and he sliced and diced them up. I mean, you know, they are now definitely, in my opinion, a wild card contender. I know they're five and four, but this isn't a, a complete rebuild. This is a team that is rebuilding, but they're winning football games, and the way they're winning football games with their rookie quarterback, they can make a run just the way Jacksonville did last year with Trevor Lawrence and those young wide receivers. So keep an eye out. He's doing a fantastic job. Defense stepped up when it had to. And again, when we look at Cincinnati on the flip side, this is a knock to them. This is a knock to the division. And this is a knock as well in terms of a potential playoff run. Yeah, no doubt about it, Joe. The Bengals just don't really have a lot of margin of error after starting off this year 1-3. and three. To do what they want to do, to be a true contender in the AFC, we're talking playoff positioning. We're talking contending for a divisional crowd in the AFC North, in a very difficult AFC North that we'll talk about in just a moment. Cincinnati can ill afford to drop many more games this year. They're 5-4. and four. So, too, are the Houston Texans. 23 of 39 for Stroud yesterday, Joe. 356 yards. Did throw a touchdown pass and his second interception of the year. It was in a costly spot. They were up by 10 with about three and a half minutes remaining. C.J. Stroud threw an ill-advised pass that Cam Taylor Britt jumped in front of and intercepted for Cincinnati. Set up the Bengals. They scored a touchdown. They came down the length of the field, Joe, when they got the football next and had what would have been the game-winning score through the hands of Tyler Tyler Boyd. excuse me. They have to settle for an Evan McPherson field goal. And Joe, with under a minute left, Houston, led by C.J. Stroud, drives the length of the field to set up the game-winning field goal for Amendola. Again, all you can ask for out of a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, and Devlin Singletary, great on the ground as well. 30 carries, 150 yards against the Bengals, who are not a great rushing defense, and Houston able to accomplish that without even their lead back in Damian Pierce. C.J. Stroud, by the way, also a rushing scorer yesterday. Two total touchdowns. Joe, this Houston team, 
is legitimately in the playoff conversation in a jam-packed competitive AFC, mind you, but legitimately in the playoff conversation. And let's take two more legitimate discussions on the Texans. D'Amico Ryans absolutely should be in consideration for coach of the year. Generally, Joe, we've seen three rookies, rookie head coaches win this award in the last six years. You have to lead your team to the playoffs. All three of them did. Right now, D'Amico Ryans is trending the Texans on that direction. And Joe, C.J. Stroud is going to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's a minus 2,000 favorite already. But C.J. Stroud needs to legitimately be in the conversation for the MVP award, Joe. His price now, 30-1. to 1. When we spoke last week on a Monday show, just seven days ago, it was 130-1. to 1. Yeah, again, it's it's the performance against elite opponents. I think that's what we're seeing right now. You know, he beat up on Jacksonville earlier in the year, won that ball game by 20 points, and he steps up again against the Cincinnati team that beat Seattle, San Fran, and Buffalo in back-to-back-to-back weeks, and he puts up a 30 spot on them. I mean, that is why he is trending now, and his numbers coming down significantly because he is a, a legitimate contender. And if they got into the playoffs right now, there is no doubt they can play with the second level of teams that are out there. And, you know, you never know if they ever faced a team like Kansas City, if everything broke their way, the way the defense is played, and they're opportunistic. You can never say never. So just get to the dance. That's what it's all about. And, again, we knew about this in terms of C.J. Stroud at Ohio State. Why this yep. kid was bashed in terms of the draft by, by scouts and GMs is absolutely pathetic because he's stepped up during his college days and the kids stepping up now in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely so, Joe. Again, he is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now the next conversation is beyond that. Top 10 in passing yards, passing touchdowns, only two interceptions this year. That's the lowest in the National Football League. Top 10 in QBR and passer rating as well. All right, Lisey Guy, let's keep it moving. Through the AFC North, a huge divisional duel yesterday in Baltimore. The Ravens and the Browns, again, one of those five games, like we saw in Cincinnati, that featured the game-winning score as time expired. And it didn't seem like it was going to come down to the wire, Joe. The Ravens had a two-touchdown lead with about nine minutes left in that fourth and final quarter. The Browns scored a touchdown, seemed rather... Uh, innocuous at the time but then a batted ball high up into the air picked off by Greg Newsom taken back to the end zone an extra point was actually missed Joe before the Browns get the ball back late setting up a Dustin Hopkins 40 yard field goal for the win somehow some way Joe the Browns come back to knock off the flock 33 to 31 winning outright as a six and a half point underdog yeah, I mean, again, defense, you know, and offense and defensive line play. They pound the rock for a buck 78, and they hold Baltimore, one of the better uh, better rushing offenses in the NFL, to 106 yards on the ground. That's how they got back in it. So, again, you know, the defense, we've seen this in, in a couple of games, Indianapolis and yesterday, where they bent, but it, when it push came to shove, they got off the field, gave their offense an opportunity to score, and you know what? They capped. So this is a team now at 6-3 and three overall. I think they potentially can win the division, especially when you saw what happened to Cincinnati yesterday. And again, think about it, 5-1 at the start of the day, right there behind Cincinnati and Baltimore to steal the North. They're trending, baby. Don't count out the Browns to potentially make a run in an AFC championship. Baltimore was an odds-on favorite, minus 145, entering week number 10, Joe, in the start of this second half. Still the favorite to win the division, plus 140, but Cleveland only 60 cents behind at 2-1. to one. The Bengals plus 430, since he has the worst record in the AFC North, and the Steelers plus 550. But Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Joe, both 6-3. and three. Baltimore with the loss yesterday, 7-3, and three, only a half-game lead over Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and the Bengals now at 5-4. and four. Again, the AFC North is going to be a wildly competitive division, Joe, down this second-half stretch of the NFL regular season. The only division in football that features all four teams with a winning record. The only division in football, Joe, that has all four teams even at 500 or better at this point. That's how good the AFC North is. So those were two games, Joe, in Cincinnati and in Baltimore that featured the game-winning score as time expired. It was also the case out in Los Angeles. 
Angeles. Another litmus test for the Lions. Detroit, a two and a half point road favorite in SoFi against the Chargers. And that two and a half point spread crucial. 41-38, the victory for Detroit, Joe. A Riley Patterson 41-yard field goal as the clocks hit zero. The difference for Detroit. They win and cover as a two and a half point road favorite. Yeah, think about LA though. You know, we, we knew that they would win this ball game, Detroit in the trenches. But LA now has lost two games where their offenses put up over 35 points. Miami and Detroit and you lose it. That's all on Staley. Yeah, absolutely so, Joe. We'll talk about Brandon Staley's future. We'll talk about Dan Campbell, who used the cojones in a big way for Detroit late in that football game. It's why he's the coach of the year favorite right now in the NFL. That's coming your way next on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We're live right here on FFC. It's Football Full Circle all across the Sports Grid Radio Network. He is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Lisi guy out in Los Angeles on Sunday afternoon. It was the Chargers and the Lions. The Bolts had entered winning two straight. Detroit, Detroit, excuse me, fresh off the bye. And Joe, they improved to 7-2 and two to the Lions with a 41-38 victory in the highest scoring game of week number 10. 79 combined points, Joe. Well over the pregame number, 48 and a half or 49. It was a Riley Patterson walk-off 41-yard field goal as time expires that gives the Lions the victory. But some bold decision-making, Joe, by Dan Campbell in the final possession for Detroit that pays off as the Lions able to run out the clock and kick that game-winning field goal. Yeah, he rolled the dice and it paid off, but we saw this earlier in the year. Dan Campbell is very aggressive in terms of putting his team in a position to win ballgames. Did a week one early on with the fake punt in terms of Kansas City. So when he's on the road, he rolls the dice, and I respect that as a head coach. Again, bigger picture. This was about Detroit being battle-tested, had potentially the more experienced quarterback in terms of Jared Goff. We saw the rushing attack take over. Defense gave up a lot of chunk yards, but again, when the backs are against the wall, and I'm talking about the L.A. Chargers, you have no confidence in Brandon Staley and that team wholeheartedly. They just never step up. When it matters, they lose a ton of close games, did it to Dallas, did it to Miami, and this was another opportunity to make a statement, hold some momentum, and they fall, you know, to the Detroit Lions. So again, great effort. Now, I would say this. And, and I was sort of thinking and breaking this down yesterday in terms of the pre, pregame. Detroit, the way they're playing and how they've won on the road, I believe they're the, right there with San Francisco as potentially second-best team. I know the perception is the 49ers, but when you can run the football, Ben, and you can for, force turnovers, that is a recipe for a playoff run. So, again, I think Detroit is right in the mix. Dominant road effort, but they're right there in terms of perception, which San Francisco is potentially the second best team. 
Yeah, it's interesting, Joe, right? Because what is that elite level for Detroit? They're a minus 700 favorite to win the NFC North, and rightfully so, although we'll talk about the Vikings in just a moment. They are not to be forgotten at this point. But is Detroit the caliber of a San Francisco, of a Philadelphia, to really be in contention for a conference championship? I would say the Lions are trending that way. I'd rather bet Detroit to win it because I'm not entirely sure what the process looks like as opposed to the Cowboys who hammer the Giants by 32, 49-17, covering as a 17.5 point favorite to win the NFC title because I know what Dallas does once they get to the postseason and that always leaves a lot to be desired. Joe, speaking of those Minnesota Vikings though, the story of Joshua Dobbs is incredible. Two games now in Minnesota. He didn't start after he was traded four days prior for the Vikings last Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. But when Jaron Hall was knocked out early, Joe, he came in, let a come-from-behind effort for the 31-28 win over Atlanta. Yesterday, the Vikings got off to a great start. It got a little shaky in the fourth quarter when Jameis Winston came in for an injured Derek Carr. But, Joe, the Vikings prevail in Minneapolis. 27-19, winning outright as a three-point home underdog. The Vikes, Joe, have won five straight games in six of their last seven since an 0-3 start to this season. And they actually had a rushing touchdown. How about that? All of a sudden now, they're starting to run the football a little bit more consistently. A buck 25 in terms of yesterday's matchup against a pretty good front seven in New Orleans. But the story is Josh Dobbs, when you think about it. It is amazing that he has stuck around for as long as he, he has, right? Dominant player in Knoxville for Tennessee. Couldn't stick with Pittsburgh. Has bounced around now multiple teams. And all he does is produce. And, and now the team, if you're Minnesota, they believe they have a leader, you know, to hold them off until Kirk Cousins comes back potentially next year. It's amazing, the story, but it is, again, a testament to Kevin O'Connell and how he's coached this team up now, puts his team in a position to win ball games. If they get Justin Jefferson back, I mean, are they a contender? I don't think they're a, a divisional contender, but they're no. going to definitely make a wild card run bet, and if they have the right matchup, they can win yeah. a potential play playoff game with Josh Dobbs at the helm. Now minus 230 for Minnesota to see the postseason. Joe, they are certainly in the wild card conversation. When you look at the NFC, it's not necessarily the strongest conference you would ever see at this moment. Joe, Minnesota currently in that seventh and final spot of what would be the NFC playoff picture. They are 6-4. and four. Every other team behind Minnesota, that's the rest of the 15, 8 through 15 in the NFC, has a losing record. There's a game and a half coach for the Vikes at this moment, Joe, over everybody else. That is where they have positioned themselves, and rightfully so. When you think about that playoff conversation, then, who's going to come up and knock out Minnesota? I'm not entirely sure at this moment. The Buccaneers take care of business at home against the Titans on Sunday. Joe, they win and cover as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Will Levis not looking very good. They won by two touchdowns, did Tampa Bay. Washington kept it tight with Seattle on the road in a wild back-and-forth fourth quarter. The fourth of the five games, Joe, that we saw decided with that game-winning score as time expired. As Seattle holds on for a 29-26 victory, Sam Howell's playing lights out, but again, the Commanders are four and six. The Falcons lose on the road in Arizona against the Cardinals in Kyler's return. Arizona Joe picks up its second win of the season. A chip shot field goal from Matt Prater. Again, the difference, that fifth and final game of the historic Sunday slate. That saw five games decided by the game-winning score coming as time expired. Joe, the Cardinals won their second, their second game of the year. The Falcons have now lost four of their last five, including three in a row. Atlanta one and four on the road. The Packers lost on the road to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Joe. There's not many other teams around the NFC that I would put in front of the Minnesota Vikings at this moment as a playoff contender, and I think Joshua Dobbs gets them there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, they are explosive, right? They have playmakers. We saw Jordan Addison, Powell, the young wide receivers over the past few weeks step up, step up in, in terms of the absence of Justin Jefferson. And again, they have a, a very deep running back we, uh, core. They they have Cam Akers. They have Alexander Madison. Yesterday, it was Ty Chandler, the former North Carolina and Tennessee standout. So they have the playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. But again, it's 
the defense, too, making plays in multiple weeks in terms of this run where you got to say the way the defense is playing, if they get the right matchup, they can make some noise. And, you know, Atlanta, yesterday, both quarterbacks, Heineke and Ritter, like 110 passing yards against Arizona? Are you kidding yourselves? Even Deshaun Watson two weeks ago put up 219 on that secondary. That's how pathetic Arthur Smith and that offense are for Atlanta. They have no identity, don't utilize their weapons correctly, and you can't buy into some of these teams. That is the problem. When you look at Washington, yeah, they can move it, but now their defense falls apart. So it's just amazing. A team that we haven't talked about, though, Seattle, they, all they do is consistently win now. They're a team with Detroit that maybe potentially, if they go on a little bit of a heater with the rushing attack mm -hmm. of Kenneth Walker, you got to say that Pete Carroll in Seattle, they're alive too, potentially, for the number two slot along with San Francisco. Yeah, right now, six and three. Those two teams have the same record tied atop the NFC West. I doubt, Joe, that San Francisco loses this division. It remains to be seen, of course. I don't really know if Seattle is a team at this moment that I would back to win a playoff game, but we'll see how everything shakes out, Joe, because the NFC South is pretty abysmal at this moment. The Saints still in that first place spot. The Saints, the only team at 500 who does not have a losing record. The Bucks a game below 500. The Falcons, two games below 500. And the Panthers, courtesy of Arizona's win over Atlanta yesterday, has that worst record in the NFC in all of the National Football League. So, Joe, the NFC South is going to be a team, it's going to be a division once again, where it seems like the team that wins it might do so with a losing record at eight and nine, or if even above, maybe at just nine and eight. Yeah, but I think when you look at that division, though, Ben, I, I sort of buy into the Buccaneers because they have Evans, they have Godwin, they have Baker Mayfield. The Saints are so erratic. I mean, they win one week, and Derek Carr throws for 300, and then he throws for a buck 22 yesterday on the road, and Alvin Kamara only rushes it for 41 yards. I'm not a buyer. Trust me, I'm not a buyer of many teams in this division, if not all of them. I think coaching-wise, they're in a, a significant disadvantage. Advantage. Don't like Arthur Smith. I don't like Frank Reich. I, I don't like Dennis Allen, especially on the road. Look at their road performances. They just failed to step up and put up points. Very conservative. So if I had a bet in terms of this division, I probably would take Todd Bowles, even though I don't think highly of him in terms of an offensive mind. But I would take I would take Tampa Bay because of Baker's experience. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not entirely sure how this division is going to shake out. I still think the Saints are the most talented and best team, but some injury concerns for Derek Carr. The Saints enter the bye week upcoming in week number 11. Joe, Sunday night football, the Raiders and the Jets in Las Vegas. Raiders win 16-12. to The Jets have now dropped two straight. Zach Wilson was leading the Jets down a drive, trying to win the football game down by four in the final couple of minutes of the fourth quarter through a costly inter Reception. The Raiders now, Joe, Las Vegas, a perfect 2-0 under interim head coach Antonio Pierce. They're playing with a different enthusiasm there in the desert. Yeah, they are, and they're getting their playmakers involved. Josh Jacobs over 100, yeah. Devontae Adams involved early with 86 yards, and they did it yet again. Antonio Pierce needs to be at least given an opportunity to win that job. Absolutely so, Joe. Maybe Mark Davis has learned from what he probably should have done the last time to keep Rich Passaccia, but we shall see. We're back on Football Full Circle. Up next, talking a little Monday Night Football and in college football. Stay with us here on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We're live right here on FFC. It's Football Full Circle, all a part of the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. All right, Joe, some closing thoughts on week number 10, the conclusion of the start of the second half of this NFL season. It's Buffalo and Denver. Tonight in Orchard Park, New York, the Bills host the Broncos as a seven-point home favorite. The over-under, Joe, 47.5. What's your thought for Monday Night Football to end out week number 10? Yeah, I have one look and one look only. I'm laying it, and I think they win this ball game by double digits. I mean, absolutely smash the Denver Broncos. I, I know Denver's playing a little bit better, but this is the trading term that we call dead cap bounce. The market popped up from just being mm. beaten down. You smash them with a mallet. Buffalo by double, 14 or more over the Broncos. I think they run it, they throw it, the defense forces Ooh. some turnovers. I'm looking no other way than the Buffalo Bills in this ballgame. So can I interest you in an alternate spread? Let's find a number here that Joe Lisi would take. Buffalo Joe minus 13 and a half at plus 182? Yeah. Uh, I w- yep. I- I'm willing to do that. I think they absolutely okay. crush them in terms of this ball. I do not see any way Denver is competitive and that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. I- Listen, I've been wrong before. You know that as well as anybody and I come up to the podium and I'll say yep. I just think this is a really bad matchup in terms of the trenches for Denver, especially in run support. Don't be shocked if Josh Allen breaks out with a 60-plus performance on the ground. James Cook, those running backs. I think I yeah. don't think Denver stops them in any capacity from a defensive perspective going up against this offense, but that's me. 33.5, the rushing yards prop for Josh Allen, a number he has been over in two straight games, at least 41 yards on the ground. The Buffalo Bills, Joe, have been a touchdown favorite or more four different times this year. They are just 1-3 and three against the spread, 3-1 and one straight up. In fact, Joe, Buffalo's only covered in three of their nine games this year. It all happened from week two through week four when they won at least every game by four touchdowns. However, it's been a different, different Buffalo side since then. They've dropped three of their five games since. The Broncos fresh off a bye. A little bit of extended rest, not playing till this Monday night as well, Joe. And the Broncos entered their bye winning two straight. So, Joe, do you think that was a flash in the pan for the Broncos? Do you think the regress to what we saw earlier in the first month of this season for Denver tonight? Yeah, again, and I know they won two straight uh, again, but, you know, that was Pat Mahomes with the flu, and I attribute that. That was a, a just a look-ahead spot potentially for Kansas City. Yes, they've won two straight, but I don't think they fixed the problems on the defensive side of the ball. I know statistically it looks like that, but, again, I think this re- not 70-30 to 30 or 70-20 to 20 in terms of that domination, but I just don't think the front seven could, could go up against the offensive line of Buffalo. I think they can name their score. The fact that they have played down to the level of competition a couple of times in Orchard Park against the Giants and even against Tampa Bay, not covering those lines. I think this resembles similar to what we saw earlier in the year against Las Vegas, 38-13, a beatdown in that regard. Joe, that was the only game that Buffalo covered this year as a touchdown favorite or more. They won that game 38-10 to in the home opener up in western New York. That's where they are once again on this Monday night. Joe, I like Russell Wilson over his rushing yards prop of 19 and a half. The Bills entered the second half of the year with 29 sacks as a team, top 10 around the NFL. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback this season, led by Vaughn Miller, led by Leonard Floyd, A.J. Epinesa having a resurgence this year 
as well. And the Broncos have struggled at times keeping Russell Wilson upright. Joe, four games this year, Russ has been sacked four times or more, well over this rushing yards prop of 19 and a half. They get pressure on him. The pocket breaks down a little bit. He still uses those legs to break out and extend plays. Over 19 and a half is an area I would look. And Joe, the market has really risen on Dalton Kincaid, who is now having his receiving yards prop at 56 and a half. Listen, he's been over that number in three straight games, and I think he's becoming more of an integral part of this passing attack for Buffalo. But, Joe, two weeks ago, that price was 34 35.5 for the rookie tight end out of Utah. I would still like it. I'm a little bit cautious, though, because of the idea you're really paying on the uptick for that number. Yeah, again, you know, but again, when, when Josh Allen is effective, he's going to the tight end, Kincaid, he's going to Dawson Knox in terms of red zone opportunities. So for me, that's what I would look at. I, I also look to him in terms of the touchdown scoring market in, in terms of plus 185. That's an area I think that they can utilize his size, his mobility, and that's great value. I think, again, if you believe like me that Buffalo is going to win this ballgame by double digits, you don't look to the usual suspects, and I know Diggs is minus 110, Allen right there along with Cook. I look to the deeper guys, Gabe Davis, Kincaid, keep an eye out for them tonight. Yeah, it might be an area. Khalil Shakir, Joe, also on the rise here for Buffalo as of late. All right, let's go college football now, Lisa Guy. A lot has happened since we last spoke on Friday afternoon. We got the official confirmation that Jim Harbaugh was suspended by the Big Ten for the final three games of Michigan's season. He could coach at practice. He could be there in the week leading up in terms of preparation, just not be able to be present inside the stadium or on the sidelines come game day. And, Joe, it didn't really matter for Michigan in their toughest test of the year on the road in State College against Penn State. The Wolverines win 24-15. to They cover as a four-and-a-half-point road favorite. Yeah, I mean, this game, again, they came out motivated. It's the same old story for Penn State. The passing attack showed signs, a little signs of life in the first half, but this game was won by the rushing attack of, of Michigan and the defense. That defense completely made Penn State's offense one-dimensional, built a big lead, three and outs, and at the end of the day, that's a testament to the coaching staff outside of Jim Harbaugh. They kept the kids motivated. You saw the emotional uh, speech or, or, you know, interview at the end. This team is focused, and again, everything is in front of them. They have to win against Maryland this week, take care of get business against Ohio State. They do that. They're in the potential college football playoff if they win a Big Ten championship. Dynamic road effort over, over Penn State in that ballgame. And Joe, for a team that had been great running the football last year, but we hadn't really seen it so far this year, Blake Corum, 145 yards on the ground and two scores. Donovan Edwards, more than 50 rushing yards for the first time in Big Ten play, also added in a touchdown. And this was against a Penn State defense, Joe, that entered week number 11 of the college football season as the second best rushing defense in the country, only allowing 60 yards per game. Michigan found their footing against a Penn State defense that had otherwise been very, very good this year. And Michigan really trusted the run. Joe, they did not have a single pass attempt as an offense in the second half. J.J. McCarthy did not throw a single pass in the second half. He dropped back to throw a couple of times before he had to scamper or he was sacked or something came up that did not lead to an actual attempt. But to not attempt to pass, Joe, and still win by more than a score on the road in Happy Valley, a true test to this Michigan team. Jim Harbaugh meeting the media as we speak, Joe, saying that Michigan should be America's team for the adversity <laughs> they have come across. I don't necessarily agree with that. They brought these penalties on themselves. There is documented evidence this Michigan football team has cheated. They do not deny that. They're just taking issue with the lack of due process in the Big Ten, acting outside of the sportsmanship policy to place a suspension on Jim Harbaugh. A suspension, Joe. Michigan is going to fight. There is a hearing 
Thanksgiving, this upcoming Friday, for a TRO, a temporary restraining order of Michigan's or of Jim Harbaugh's suspension for the final two regular season games for Michigan. Of course, we'll bring you the legal updates as they come. On the other side, Joe, Penn State and James Franklin. He's been the head coach in Happy Valley now for a decade. He is four and sixteen against Michigan and Ohio State. He is three and seventeen against AP top ten competition. He is one and twelve against AP top five foes. Joe, there seems to be a ceiling in state college. It led to the dismissal of Mike Yursich, the offensive coordinator for this Penn State football program. James Franklin, though, is the common denominator, and Joe, they have not been able to get past Michigan and Ohio State with regularity. Yeah, it's the two teams that you mentioned, Michigan, Ohio State, and everybody else. And, you know, Ohio, uh, Penn State has been able to cover games in the past against particularly Michigan and Ohio State, but they can't knock the door down for the outright victory. Now, it, it comes down to a talent perspective. Michigan and Ohio State are recruiting better, especially at the quarterback position. And it's, it's James Franklin not having whether the proper game plan or getting his kids motivated enough to pull these ball games out. You can't beat Michigan, Ben. What a 74-yard passing performance. We know that. I mean, this is one of the top five defenses in all of college football. It's just amazing how they just come out and they're completely vanilla. They don't break tendency. They don't show new formations. They don't utilize any type of motion. I don't know. You tell me. Every single time Penn State plays Ohio State, and Michigan, it seems like the same old type of game plan, whether it's Clifford, Drew, although Clifford, I will give him his credit, could push the ball vertically a little bit better in big ball games yeah. than what Drew Aller has. They, everybody thought in Happy Valley, Drew Aller was the second coming of Todd Blackledge or whatever great quarterback in Penn State history you want to, you know, credit him or give him credit to. He doesn't step up. I mean, less than 100 yards in both games. I mean, what are we doing here? 70 yards passing for Drew Aller. Michigan has not allowed a 200-yard passer against them this year. As we said, Joe Heinrich Harburg, Nebraska's quarterback, the closest to do it at 199. I thought the key matchup in the game was Drew Aller over 187.5 passing yards. If they could do that, they would be on the forefront. They would be aggressive. They certainly got nowhere close to 187 and a hook. Michigan now greater than a $2 favorite to win the Big Ten. Ohio State did also take care of business on Saturday night in the Shujo against Michigan State, covering as a 31.5-point favorite, winning 38-3. The game is going to have so much intensity behind it in just two more Saturdays, Joe. Of course, it's played in the big house in Ann Arbor. Elsewhere, Joe, around the weekend that was in college football, Jimbo Fisher's time as the head man in College Station at the helm of Texas A&M football has come to a close. After a 40-point win, Joe, for Texas A&M over Mississippi State. Both head coaches have now been fired. Jimbo Fisher by A&M on Sunday. Zach Arnett into an impossible situation at Mississippi State, Joe, that he didn't make much better by trying to become a defensive-minded ground-and-pound system with Mike Leach's pass raid, uh, air raid passing system and those players, Joe. He didn't help himself, but both Jimbo and Zach Arnett fired as of this afternoon. But, Joe, let's start with Jimbo. 45-25. and 25 in his six years at the helm of Texas A&M. He will receive $76 million worth of his buyout. All fully guaranteed, Joe. That's a hefty price to pay, but that's how disappointing the Jimbo Fisher era was in College Station. Yeah, it is amazing. Again, you pay that money, you expect national championships and more importantly SEC championships and they couldn't even make it to the SEC championship game during his tenure there. It sort of resembles his predecessor Kevin Sumlin and Kevin Sumlin had at least more, I think, better wins on his resume outside the one win against Alabama as an 18.5 point dog. Texas A&M limped to the, the finish line in multiple years, Ben. Yeah, absolutely so, Joe. Never more than eight regular season wins for that Texas A&M side despite lofty expectations each and every time. Some more college football scores coming your way next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We're live right here on FFC for just a few more minutes. Joe, some more results around the weekend that was in college football. Week number 11 of this CFB season in 2023. We head out to the SEC, Joe, where it seems we are on track for a Georgia and Alabama SEC championship game. The Bulldogs handle Ole Miss at home, winning 52-17 against the running Rebs, covering easily as a 10 and a half point favorite. Joe, Alabama also taking care of business, avoiding any hiccups on the road in Lexington. A 49-21 win for the Crimson Tide against Kentucky. Alabama also covering as a 10 and a half point favorite. And it was Jalen Milrow, huh? Stepping up. Huge performance in terms of six touchdowns. I know Kevin Waltz, I'll give him the shout out. Milrow has yeah. definitely stepped up, evolved as a as a quarterback for this team. And again, that defense has played very well for the Crimson Tide. Now, have one big ball game left. That's the game in the Iron Bowl. Auburn stepped mm-hmm. up with a dominating performance against Arkansas. So they're on a collision course. Right now, I still give the edge, though, Ben, to Georgia. Why? Because of the quarterback, Carson Beck. It's, it, again, it comes down to I believe in Milrow and I believe in his athleticism, but I'm more of a believer also in the Georgia defense than maybe I am in terms of Alabama right here, right now. So the ability to the deep ball for Carson Beck over Milrow, yeah. not to be slightful in any way. I just believe he's a little more consistent. And the defense as well of Georgia, they're very difficult. In big ball games, they just yeah. lock down explosive offenses. We've seen it now multiple times throughout the season. What they did to Missouri in the second half, what they did to Ole Miss, unbelievable. Yeah, Oregon's Bo Nix, Joe. Now the Heisman Trophy odds-on favorite after a 412-yard, four-touchdown performance in Autzen Stadium on Saturday night against USC. The Ducks win 36-27. The Huskies of Washington stay unbeaten at home, surviving Utah, holding the Utes scoreless in the second half, winning 35-28. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. That does it for football. Full circle today. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.